0: This is a Rooster Teeth production.
1: The sea can be a vast, lonely place. Boats filled with rats, trash, and sailors desperate for companionship became the perfect place for our modern furry friends to flourish. So uh, Paige, uh, our writer, did mm-hmm. write an intro here that is truly truly awful i'm gonna read it and then her little disclaimer she wrote in okay when it comes to the high seas you can has adventure
0: Uh,
1: and then she wrote i am so sorry this is terrible feel free to use one of these others instead
0: we will use all we will read all the others
1: exactly now this week cats pillage our hearts as we follow their history on the high seas okay what's next Uh, how do you hoist a mainsail if you don't have opposable thumbs We'll find out when cats sail the high seas. There we go. And we've got one more. It's cats on boats. How could you not like that? Just listen to the episode. It's adorable. They have very furry bellies, and they're helpful. Give them all the treats. Uh, Not just furry
0: bellies. uh, The whole thing is furry.
1: Well, I think there's something something alluring in in that the belly, often sort of a forbidden pet, as that will lead to claws and teeth, Sometimes.
0: Sometimes. Sometimes.
1: You have to be careful. I'm Charlotte. I'm Patrick. Ahoy and welcome aboard Ship Hits the Fan, a podcast about some of history's most notable uh-ohs and whoopsies on the high seas and in intros.
0: Yeah, and if you're listening with your cat, uh, may we say... Pss, 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 pss,
1: pss, pss. I'm going to say... Pss, 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 pss. See, my cat does not like... She doesn't like the... Pss, 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 but she does like the... Really? And also the... Pss, pss. Yeah. Anyway, that's uh, that leads <laughs> me into our intro.
0: What is this episode about? I haven't figured about it out sh- It's about ship cats. Oh, you okay. Get that. Oh,
1: yes. This episode is not for you.
0: Okay. Listener.
1: Yeah. Be happy with what has been done in efforts to entertain you so far, because today, mm-hmm. today we record for the yogurts, you know, the Lycas, the Waylands, the companions for whom we do it all. Those are our cats, by the way. Yeah. Those are yeah. our cats. Yeah, to, I mean, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Distilling perfect wet and dry food combination ratios. Digging waste out of boxes of sand. And what do we get in return? Uh, Pretty much nothing. Oh. Uh, You can get cute pictures, but mostly we are just regarded with casual disdain within the confines of our own home by the cats we have invited in. Yeah. Um, In a proud tradition of killing rats so our grain
0: can stay uh, unfettered. I haven't found any pests in my grain in years. See, it's funny because so? uh, my cat
1: can't catch anything. Right. Many of them seem to not be able to anymore. I think we've co- sort of lost the thread. Yeah. Or should I say the yarn? Oh, because <laughs> cats and yarn. <laughs> We're talking about cats on boats, man. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen this. There was a, vi- a picture that went viral a few months ago, uh, folks, uh, of, of uh, a little cat in a little hammock With a bunch of men gathered around it, doting on (laughs) on this little creature. And it was it's so magical. And then from then we were like, okay, we have to do an episode about ship cats. Yes. It's just, look it up. Use any number of those keywords and I'm sure you'll find it. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: However, if we want to understand the role of cats on boats, we have to understand the role of cats in humans' lives throughout Mm. history. How did we come to let these tiny trash panthers into our homes, and how do they shape the way we discover and colonize new lands? Yeah. Vicious colonizers, cats. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, so one of the first archeological discoveries that suggests a timeline for cats being domesticated is a jawbone found on the island of Cyprus that dates back about 8,000 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. It's notable for a few reasons. Historians are almost certain, almost, that cats were domesticated long before this point, but it's difficult to determine when, where, and how because wild cat skeletons and domestic cat skeletons are nearly identical. Yeah. It's not an animal that has undergone great physical change like the dog. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Because... You know, or you we went be, from like wolf yeah, to dachshund. You may be surprised to learn that the bones of a wolf are very distinct from that of a French bulldog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, because of this uh, close match in bones, the, this means that when ancient cat skeletons are discovered, they also have to consider the location and context of these finds. Right. For the bones found on Cyprus, they believe it was a domestic cat because they found a little bell. Around its neck, <laughs> and 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 a little toy with feathers and a. But it might have been a tiger. <laughs> yeah.
0: We're not sure. It could have been. Yeah, because the bone could have yeah. been. Uh,
1: no, they found. Uh, uh, no, they believe it was a domestic cat because there were no prior records of wild cats in the area.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. So this
1: means that at some point, a cat would have to travel from the mainland to the island of Cyprus via boat. Right, not big swimmers.
0: Cats. Cats. Well, it depends. So, cats aren't actually afraid of water naturally, necessarily. Uh, I think because we don't bathe them or introduce them to water very often, they become very afraid of it. Oh, but one of my cats doesn't give a shit. He'll, and one of my cats doesn't care at all. He'll jump in the shower.
1: He's also has no brain. He's a different. I think he's, type a, he's of a, being a he's a he's a medical anomaly. Yeah, his brain is his head, his skull is empty. But
0: he'll get in the shower. He's not super freaked out by water. The, and the other cat is horrified by water and we'll. Uh, I'm assuming Tigger would
1: hate it. But I guess I haven't Maybe. really gotten the chance to try it. If you expose it. him
0: to it like early and then I mean she hates being sprayed. Well, yeah, of course. Who doesn't? I don't I wouldn't like it. <laughs> 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 um, I'm
1: always trying to stop her from getting eat, eating the other cat's food. Mm-hmm. It's, it's an impossible battle. Yeah, I no, you're never going to win much that. of my home You'll life.
0: You'll never win that.
1: No. I just have to hide it. Yeah. Anyway, scientists think it is unlikely that a wild cat would make this voyage to Cyprus, and this is for a few reasons. Now, if you've ever owned a cat, you know what it's like when you try to take him in the car to the vet. Mm. Mm. Now imagine you have no cat carrier. Yeah. And you're on an ancient boat. Yes. And also the cat doesn't like you because it is a wild animal.
0: Yes. It's a scary boat ride. Sort of. I mean, the cat is still very small. The amount of damage it could do isn't, uh, two well, grade, you know, that's you it's know, it's annoying, that's not true, it hurts, but a wildcat. With, well, what size are we talking? This is about the same, <laughs> yeah,
1: it could cause a lot of
0: damage, sure, sure.
1: Okay, what if you have? I don't know.
0: In this scenario, I'm wearing a large coat of oiled uh, leather. So it's. Um, I have nothing yeah. to fear. I, see, I'm and wearing
1: gloves. my. I'm wearing my shirt made of stitched oiled sardines. So <laughs> not as much. Protection. I am in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Nah. Anyway, uh, second to that, these ancient people would have no need to just transport a feral cat from one place to another. Maybe just for fun. Think, yeah. yeah, we're discounting pranks and doing yeah. things for fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But in all likelihood, a domesticated cat. So. I guess it is possible that a cat stowed away to feast on the ship's delicious, tasty
0: rats. Sure, this yeah. is
1: possible. But a cat that would do so is, we would assume, comfortable in the company of humans, and therefore likely a domesticated cat.
0: I mean, the fact that there was a bell around its neck, I think, is the dead oh, giveaway I made that here. Up. I, oh, you did? I made that up. Never mind. I thought it was funny. Okay, you fell for I it. I thought it was real, and I think so. And so did the entire audience. No,
1: it wasn't. Yeah, it's location and You've context. You tricked the whole
0: audience, and I wasn't. I also was looking something up when you said that. <laughs> you should have been paying attention. I what I, were you well, looking you'll, up? I, you'll have to check your DMs after this and find out.
1: <laughs> Why are you DMing? Me it's about. This show? It's
0: about cats. It's about ship cats specifically. Where
1: did you DM me? It's a thread
0: that we can, on Twitter. It's on Twitter? Don't worry about it right now. All right. It's just photos of cats on ships for us to post later. (laughs) It's a thread, though. It's a good thread.
1: I'm glad you looked it up. But no, there was no uh, bell found around the remains of the cypress cat uh, 8,000 years ago. Although, they did find uh, a little crinkly carrot with some catnip inside it. They did? Buried beside it.
0: Yeah, that's real. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah, it was domesticated. Okay, that's not real. No. You should. The you whole should audience thought that that was real. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, later discoveries on the island revealed cats that were deliberately buried with humans, signifying that they were respected as companions. Sort of the smoking gun.
0: But not respected enough that they were allowed to live after the death of their master.
1: <laughs> yeah. Also, you, that's that's like difficult timing. That's because cats not the same lifespan. No. So did you just get buried with the last one, or did they keep accumulating in your grave before you got there? Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Um, Who knows? But with these discoveries and others in neighboring regions, it is now widely believed that modern domestic cats are likely descended from the Middle Eastern or African wildcat and mm-hmm. began living with humans domestically about 12,000 years ago. That's crazy. That is so strange that we're that we we taking part in a proud and ancient tradition. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wildcats are still around today. Um, Big five team in, a, in a Philadelphia coll- collegiate basketball, the Villanova Wildcats. Yeah, I would not know. They can go to hell.
0: Okay. Go else. I mean, sure. Why not?
1: um, Wildcats are still around today, the animal, and there are a few different varieties. Mm -hmm. The African wildcat, for example, is very close in size and appearance to our modern house cats. The difference is largely temperament. Yeah. Say you were to take a wildcat home, Patrick. Done. Okay. It's peeing all over your house. And it's constantly attacking you for imprisoning it. Yeah, uh, this is many cats that. Yeah, people this is own. a lot
0: of just regular house cats. As did well. we
1: domesticate them at all? Is I, did, is I yeah. guess the larger question that yeah. I don't think we can answer today. But anyway, yeah, it's an extremely feral cat. Even domestic cats have a window in which they need to be socialized with humans to continue the domestication process. Mm-hmm. It is amazing that this relationship has lasted twelve thousand years. I know. The interesting thing about these smaller wild cats is that they exist all over the world in different forms. For example, Southern and Central America have the Joffrey's cat. Oh. Yes.
0: Uh, If you see Joffrey, let him know that his
1: cat is in Southern or Central America. (laughs) They're about the size of house cats, and these would go on to interbreed with cats brought over by the European colonizers and domesticated as a hybrid known colloquially as safari cats.
0: Oh, cool. Okay.
1: Humans 12,000 years ago were largely hunters and gatherers, so they already had domesticated dogs to use while hunting. Yeah. Cats are not very useful to hunters and gatherers, so they hadn't really bothered to try to domesticate them. I think they're more hunting and gathering for themselves.
0: Yeah, but that can be useful if you have a large grain store that's getting infected with rats like well, I do. I'm,
1: I'm glad you said that. So uh, the hunter-gatherers uh, did not really have large grain stores.
0: Because they were constantly hunting and gathering.
1: Well, I mean, that is kind of what distinguishes. That's why agriculture is From, such an enormous correct. landmark. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. So we are on the same page. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, look, you still don't want rats around. Even if you don't have large grain stores, do you know that all rats found outside of large grain stores have little bells around their necks. Is that true? <laughs> is that is that real? Wait, really? <laughs> <Is> that, <laughs> are you kidding me? Wait, what? <laughs> I gotta call my dad. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, but a cat doesn't really want to do anything. Yeah, but
0: uh, not. Th- but oh, sorry.
1: It doesn't but want to do cat, anything
0: it doesn't want to do. No, you can't yeah. make a
1: cat do something that it doesn't want to, unless you can trick it uh, with lobster mac and cheese Temptations
0: treats. My cats don't like the lobster. Really? No.
1: I like to get uh, yogurt. Uh, there are these freeze-dried minnows. So they look like the fish, and then when she
0: eats it, it's like... Yeah, <laughs> really yeah. Really good crunch in there. I tried getting that uh, cat sushi once. It's just like dried bonito fish or whatever. Uh-huh. They didn't care They didn't what. care I it? I think, well, I think... They ate it and then vomited more than I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> so that was the last time they. Did you get it from a gas station? Yeah, I got it <laughs> off the rollers. <laughs> a Roll with you,
1: sushi on rollers. That's one of the. No, worst it's just things like I've dried. It. It's
0: dried fish flakes. I mean, like it, really thin dried oh, fish okay, flakes, and it's like it. sold for cats.
1: Yeah, no, I understand, and that. I've I seen don't think cats eat it them.
0: It's funny because you give them a huge clump, but it's it's nothing. It's just it's weightless. You know, it's. Right. It's just dried it's like fish paper paint. essentially. Yeah. So you give them a big clump and they're just like <laughs> <laughs> they just eat this mat. But yeah, they it did not sit well. They with are, them, they are so.
1: So, such funny creatures because you can't really do a one size fits all because they're so distinct. So yeah. like I got like I got mine this like bed that's supposed to be like like a little hexagonal ball with two openings called the cat ball. And, it was, and it's not
0: not even remotely expensive. interested.
1: Uh well the tagline for it is the cat ball. Your cat will figure it out. She did not give a, a single ounce of yeah. care towards us. She yeah. she was like, "What what is this?" And I tried to give her treats in it. She sat in it once, so I just gave it to Jacob. Yeah. And the night that I took it there, his cats were both inside it.
0: Yeah, That's some how of them it works. do just
1: figure it out. That's how it works. Anyway, the, you should the freeze tried minnows. I'll tell. You, I'll look into it. I can. I can. I can. I can break you off a piece of my supply. Right. Anyway. <laughs> Getting us back on. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, as Patrick did allude to, humans began to settle in cities, and they stored their grain and other crops uh, because they were more sedentary. But Mm -hmm. this attracted mice, which in turn attracted cats, which in turn attracted an old lady who swallowed a fly. (laughs) Anyway, cats began to see human settlements as a reliable food source, and humans saw cats as convenient pest control. Mm -hmm. Also quite cute. I think that's probably an aspect that needs to be recognized. Yeah. Over time, cats who interacted positively with humans thrived and bred, and the domestic cat was born.
0: I mean, we still do that. There's still such a thing as working cats. They call them at shelters where you buy, like, they, they, like, sell them like any cat at an animal shelter, but it's, like... Five bucks a cat or whatever, but essentially it's like you provide, and this is for I've been in warehouses where they had a large cat population, uh, like farms and stuff like that, and they, they're not really domesticated, like they are domestic cats as we would, but they never socialized. Mm-hmm. They were born out. They were born.
1: They're domestic cats
0: as strays. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um. So they would never be able to thrive in a home. No, but it's a contractual obligation. Exactly. Yeah. So you give them. Essentially a litter box and make sure they always have food and water. And they just just kill, go off and kill rodents. Yeah. Working cats.
1: Working on this warehouse. (laughs) Yeah, never mind. That was was not super Uh flushed out. Uh Cut that? Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's the holiday season. And if you weren't able to snag a room on that tropical cruise this year, we have the perfect alternative. Take a listen to Beneath. Rooster Teeth's first ever scripted horror podcast, and feel like you're on the Arctic expedition of a lifetime in this immersive audio experience that delves into the mysteries left behind after the infamous sinking of the Titanic. Beneath follows a group of scientists, academics, and treasure hunters who descend to the ocean's depths to answer lingering questions around the most famous shipwreck in history and recover a fabled lost treasure sealed in the wreckage. What they find instead is an ancient force that should never have been disturbed. With chilling sound design and terror-filled twists and turns, Beneath is a claustrophobic underwater adventure that is best consumed in the dark with your headphones on. You can binge listen to the entire first season of Beneath ad-free on both Rooster Teeth First and Wondery Plus. Follow the links below to listen and sign up for a free trial.
1: So Egyptians and other inhabitants of the Fertile Crescent spread cat ownership across the Mediterranean into modern-day Europe. And this happens all over the world, completely independent of interactions between humans. In China, around 3000 BC, people began to domesticate a small Asian wildcat, Mm. closely related to leopards. Initially for pest control, they began to keep them as pets and depict them in paintings and sculptures. Cats become a cultural symbol for good luck and waving. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> different breeds of cats began to crop up around different groups of people. Tabbies and torties, for example, appear in Turkey during the 14th century. Mm-hmm. A lot of tease. Mm-hmm. In Viking culture, pet cats are included in their mythology. The goddess Freya drove a chariot pulled by two large cats. Cats are her sacred animal. And again, cats are viewed as a sign of good luck. Didn't see that. In the new God of War. That no, that was been, missing. That would They should have cool. done They screwed up. Yeah. yeah, they had all manner of beasts. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Very few cats. Sony Santa Monica. Uh, get on that.
0: They're probably, maybe they're those people who think that you can only like dogs or cats. Yeah, it's one or the other. Yeah, you don't get to like both.
1: Oh, there's not many cats in that game. There's right? like none,
0: right? There's a, no, just a squirrel.
1: There's a large turtle. There's wolves. No cats. Big okay, snake. Cool. We got to no talk to
0: some big Big snake. No we'll cats. talk to some people.
1: Maybe the big snake ate all the cats, in which case, also bad. Anyway, Freya, big cats, sign of good luck. Mm -hmm. Uh, Vikings specifically play a key role in spreading cats all over the world. We know that the Vikings interacted with the ancient world where cats were already well established as pets. It's unclear if they saw the practice of domesticating cats and returned home to do the same, or if they had the same idea at the same time, uh, much like China did. Mm -hmm. Regardless, the Vikings began to domesticate a wild breed native to Norway called the Skogkat. 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 Uh, while still part of the smaller wild cats, these cats were generally bigger than the cats being domesticated elsewhere. Because
0: mm. they're Viking cats. They have to do battles. They're hardy, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, Typical Scandinavians having to just stand just a just a tad above the rest of the people. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Vikings are somewhat unique in their relationships to cats because they have some of the first evidence of deliberately breeding cats for specific traits.
0: Ah! Uh-huh. First,
1: there is evidence that they bred fluffier cats to harvest their fur at the end of cat's lives. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> or in some cases bred specifically for pelts. Ooh. Sort of a working cat, uh, but in a different capacity. Yeah. I would, I would wear my cat as a hat at the end. Sure, yeah, yeah. I would wear as a hat now. That sounds adorable. (laughs) (laughs) Second, the Vikings were known to specifically prefer orange cats. Mm. It's believed that this is part of why the orange tabby becomes such a popular variation, but also why orange tabbies tend to be larger than their other tabby
0: variations. I didn't know that. I had no idea. I've learned so much. Not even totally sure what a tabby. I can't, you could tell me any breed of cat other than like the hairless ones. yeah. And I'd be like, oh. can I tell you, I, I thought a tabby cat was synonymous with
1: orange cat. I mean, it sounds like it kind of is but a little bit. But a little close, yeah. yeah, I thought it was synonymous with bigger cat from Viking uh, <laughs> descendants uh, or ancestors. Having lived with cats as natural pest control in their homes, bringing cats onto ships was a natural progression for the Vikings. Come on, everybody get on the ship. Yeah. They weren't the only ones either. Mm -hmm. As we know from the remains found in Cyprus with uh, a little bell and Mm -hmm. a creaky little carrot. And they also found little booties. Really? Yeah, they did. And a hat. And a hat of Kirby. (laughs) Um, Yeah, they found remains in Cyprus. Uh, Apparently, ancient people in the Fertile Crescent had been traveling with cats for years. Okay. The difference is how far they traveled. Mm -hmm. Remains of cats in Greenland suggest that Vikings brought cats with them on their initial settlement voyages. Additionally, they're thought to have introduced cats to Canada as well. Uh, Archaeological evidence suggests that cats are introduced to America around this time as well. Yeah. Both Romans and Vikings would bring cats along with them as they sailed through and conquered Europe.
0: I mean, yeah, you want to bring them along for the ride, right? I mean, like,
1: it's fun. Yeah. Uh, Having a cat. It's nice. In the Middle Ages in Europe, cats temporarily became persona non grata due to an association... Oh, bah, the Latin tripped me up. Mm-hmm. In the Middle Ages in Europe, cats temporarily became persona non grata due to an association with witchcraft.
0: Ooh. Yeah,
1: this happens for a few different reasons. First, let's hear it for the church, baby. Yeah, okay. proliferation of Christianity sought to stamp out many previous polytheistic or naturalist religions. Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, if you want to be, you know... A big deal religiously. You gotta just kind of squash the
0: rest, the rest of them. Of them. Yeah, yeah,
1: unfortunately, it's just the, how the game is played. Yeah, <laughs> Norse mythology, with its affinity for cats, uh, was now illegal in many places. Mm. Additionally, the publication of the Malleus Maleficarum, The Hammer of Witches, was published. <laughs> this book-slash-pamphlet was written by a violent misogynist,
0: mm-hmm. Heinrich Kramer, and includes multiple facts about witches. So these are facts. Everything we say moving forward is a fact. <laughs> yes. And it's put facts is put in quotes to emphasize how important it is that these are facts, well, The good right? thing is
1: that most of uh, history is probably written by violent misogynists, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if we're, yeah, but... Um, it's it's strange because you know witch, witches and witchcraft used to be uh, the cause for you know killing scores of almost cats. everything. But yeah, now it's it's just like uh, like a cool goth girl that I come across on Hinge, and I'm like,
0: I mean, I think it's coming. I think it's coming back as a a thing that we attack people that we're afraid of. For, yeah, yeah, I think it's coming back.
1: Okay, well then I've got some demons I need to sort out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, goth witch GF. Uh, <laughs> some of the facts in Kramer's pamphlet/slash book identify the existence of familiars. Yeah. Familiars were non-human companions that assisted witches in spells and general witchcraft. Mm-hmm. Since cats were one of the most common pets at the time, they were a natural target. Uh, you can see this today, uh, in that people will usually not let black cats get adopted out before a Friday the Thirteenth, or Halloween, or Halloween, because yeah. psychos will sacrifice them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's not good. Uh, anyway, cats were killed en masse during this period by people believing them to be harboring evil spirits. I mean, they may, but there's not really anything you can yeah, do about that. That's
0: not a problem. It's no, fine. that's a, that's a feature, They're not a bug. They're too small to... Yeah.
1: Unfortunately, this left the rodent population unchecked. Oh, really? Yeah, and it is believed that this potentially helped the spread of the plague
0: through Europe. Oh, awesome. but at least they got rid of the witches. <laughs> <laughs> a real problem that I'm sure was running rampant through Europe.
1: Well, fellas, we took care of all those pesky... Wi- <coughs> does, anyone, does anyone else feel like they're coming down with something? Um, but yeah, there's no cats for pest control anymore. Yeah. The so pests are running rampant. They're running the show. It's yeah. the rats' time. You're just living in it, Europeans. Uh, fortunately, cats were quickly welcomed back into homes and onto ships. Yeah. Along with profuse apologies. No. No, probably There were not, no yeah. apologies. No. No. But it's okay because they're cats.
0: Yeah. They probably wouldn't have done the difference. They wouldn't have understood the apology anyway.
1: By the time you all the
0: women they killed. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. No, they, they were never, I think, welcome anywhere for oh. a long time.
0: Well, especially, I don't know. If you talk back to your husband or uh, miss church one week, like, yeah, you're probably doing, practicing the dark arts with a sentient cat who's mm-hmm. helping you with spells. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. get it. I get it. Right. But we got to consider that also the plague might come back. I don't love the things you're saying. You know what I mean?
1: Do you think, like, a child, like maybe a woman's child making a miraculous recovery would also be grounds for, yes. for witchcraft? Drowner.
0: Drowner. Well, if she drowns, she's not a witch. Oh, okay. if she lives, she is a witch. Have and then, ever, and then have, we'll be executed. Have you ever seen
1: this really funny movie? It's called, um, oh, it's it's like Monty Python and Harry like the and the Henderson. Yeah, it's Harry and the Henderson. Okay.
0: <laughs> Moving on. It's
1: Shallow Hal.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, cats are back. Yeah. And better than ever. Yep. By this time, Europeans began making plans to sail across the Atlantic, and cats were a normal fixture on boats. Mm-hmm. Most boats had rats and mice because the boats carried provisions, yeah. and rodents can spread disease. Therefore, cats provide a necessary service while also being a very small drain on resources. Yeah, they don't really
0: eat or drink too much. No, they
1: just need a, just a little food, mm-hmm. uh, a little water, and scratching them under the chin so they make that face. You know, yeah, the yeah. where they tilt their yeah, head yeah. back. And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, they really like that. Nearly every boat coming from anywhere in Europe to the New World has a cat on board. Just one? At least, I would say. But definitely, there's probably one chief cat. Yeah, yeah. Every colony of the Europeans start comes with cats. Duh. You want cats with that? Yeah. Cats are an integral part of American colony life. They serve as pest control for the farming communities and thrive just as they have elsewhere. Mm -hmm. As America establishes their own naval presence, cats are considered a necessity on naval ships. During World War II in the years following the Navy allowed for tiny hammocks yep. for cats to sleep on Navy vessels.
0: And this is the thread I found earlier. We, we can uh, post it when we post the episode. Yeah, we're going to need to It's a, a really reminder. good thread of cats and hammocks aboard ships. Really good. It yeah. makes me
1: want to get a hammock for yogurt. Yeah. Uh, to be clear... The Navy is not showing up to cat high schools and promising them cat money for cat college. (laughs) No. Rather, it's an accepted practice for sailors to adopt cats that they find and bring them aboard as both pest control, good luck, and companionship. That said, the possibility of an all-cat offensive military force is something we should probably be looking into.
0: I mean, look, a hundred big cats versus a hundred guys, the cats win every time. Big cats? Big cats, tigers. tigers. and lions. And you strap a gun to that tiger?
1: <laughs> yeah. Can it steer it, or is it just kind of strapped on with the? It's just trigger firing constantly. <laughs> just constantly firing. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll look into that and we'll yes. report our findings back. But I think you could also get an
0: army of house cats. You need a lot more, but yeah, sure. Okay. Let's and five, directing six, them in such a way that it was practical as so a fighting force might be difficult. <laughs>
1: just because something is difficult doesn't mean it shouldn't be attempted.
0: You're right.
1: <laughs> Anyway, the practice continues through the years because cats improve morale, Mm -hmm. but they also take care of rodents as they always have on voyages for thousands of years.
0: Yeah. We've hit that quite a bit, I think. (laughs) Yes. they take care of rodents. We have hit that quite a bit. If if you're still wondering whether or not cats take care of rodents- They uh, do. Yeah.
1: And I think we're going to say it again. Okay. There's actually a whole section- about the importance of taking care of rodents.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Um, but one rumor that persisted around keeping cats on naval vessels was that they could spot shipwrecks with their eyesight at night.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, when they did see them, all they could really do is say, <laughs> so it wasn't yeah. super <laughs> useful. <laughs> yeah, And and they didn't stop. What were they supposed to do? So I think they just
1: went, yeah.
0: I, th-
1: I think she just saw a
0: shipwreck. Oh, whoa. I don't know. That's cool. Yeah.
1: Well, okay. Um, uh, they probably didn't. No. Actually, cats don't have great eyesight yeah. in general. They use a myriad of other traits to track and hunt combined with their eyesight. But nevertheless, these rumors persisted. Mm-hmm. Superstitious bunch sailors. Oh, yeah. It makes me wish oh, yeah. that uh, cats had ingratiated themselves into uh, American
0: baseball. So that we all baseball? Because well, baseball there was that players, one. What was it recently? There was a cat on the field. There was a cat Is that on a football the field. game or a baseball game?
1: Well, there was a crow. No, there was a
0: goose. You're thinking of the goose, there but goose there was a cat not the too long ago also. Yes, there I mean, was. I remember, yeah, now, the cat yeah. was great.
1: But I mean, like early on, like early baseball, yeah. if a cat had somehow found its way to become part of the dugout, there, there would be, cats, be a team cat yes, for, for every, every team. team in the league. Yeah. And I think that's a huge, huge missed opportunity. Yes, 100%. Um, And, you know, you could say that there, maybe there's a path to giving the cat a position on the field. Sure. Anyway, in the years after the war, when many U.S. and U.K. Navy vessels found themselves in hot, humid ports in the Pacific, rat infestations became a major problem. Yeah. In one case, during the Chinese Civil War in 1949, the HMS Amethyst was damaged while patrolling the Yangtze River— The remaining crew were stranded along the river with their few remaining provisions for 10 whole weeks. And soon after they arrived on shore, something became very clear. There were rats. So many rats. Mm -hmm. And on top of the rat problem, never a good sentence. uh, (laughs) On top of the rat problem, there was barely enough food. Well, those two problems seem to solve each other, don't they? (laughs) (laughs) Nothing like a rat stew on on the banks of the river. Luckily for the crew of the HMS Amethyst, they had an additional feline crew member named Simon. Oh. Yes. Simon was a grumpy looking tuxedo cat, but the sailors loved him. He had been adopted from the streets of Hong Kong a year before, and there are multiple pictures of Sailors holding and petting Simon from before the attack. During the attack, Simon suffered shrapnel wounds and was burned on his legs, back, and his grumpy little face.
0: Damn, Simon. Yeah, Simon got. Okay, get Simon a purple heart.
1: Up. Well, don't worry, but okay. he still has yet to to do his duty. Okay. Uh, so he's a little worse for wear, but yeah. he had survived the crash and now found himself stranded along with his crew. Despite his injuries, Simon immediately got to work on the rat problem. Oh, yeah. He, he, yeah, he got to work. The crew's provisions lasted through the 10 weeks, and they were eventually rescued. They credited Simon with their survival and awarded him a campaign ribbon for distinguished and meritorious service. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, later that year, Simon passed away from an oh. infection caused by his shrapnel wounds. Yeah. The crew was devastated. The entire crew of the Amethyst, along with hundreds of others, touched by Simon's stories, attended his funeral in Ilford, England. The inscription on his gravestone reads, His behavior was of the highest
0: order. (laughs) It's
1: just uh, very touching, extremely British.
0: Yeah, shout out to Simon.
1: I mean, Simon, an all-time cat.
0: Um, I'm looking up Simon right now, and apparently he had a reputation on the ship for cheekiness.
1: (laughs) You know, that used to be a punishable offense in, yeah. in the
0: courts of England. It might still be. And he liked to sleep in the captain's cap. It is pretty cool that they know exactly where they're not supposed to be Yeah, to that level where it's like, <laughs> I could sleep in anyone's hat. Because the crew probably couldn't get away with that, But sleeping me? in the captain's cap. No, he's like, but me? I'm going to set a shop. I somehow the highest ranking person on this ship's hat <laughs> is where I've chosen to make my bed.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a proud tradition that cats find the places that are not supposed to be. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, if you Google Navy cats, be prepared for extremely adorable photos of cats on Navy boats and tiny cat hammocks with names like Convoy. Mm -hmm. There are cuter names, but that's just an example. In some cases, the sailors would sew tiny uniforms for the cats to match their own. (laughs) Uh Uh, This year... The U.S. Naval Institute has put out a book cataloging photos and depictions of the cats that served alongside their human counterparts, called "Cats in the Navy" by Scott Christensen. It is a highly cute read. Yeah. Uh, It is a ship hits the fan pick of the week.
0: Oh, okay. Are we doing that now? For
1: that. Uh, Well, this could be the last one. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely the first one. Okay. To this day, Navy housing permits two cats and allows for cats to be adopted in ports during duty for controlling rodents aboard ships, something they are good at. Yeah. And so we salute Simon and all the cats that have come before and after.
0: Yes. Simon also, we didn't, we mentioned he won a medal. He won, he had three medals. Really? The PDSA Dickin Medal, the Blue Cross Medal, and the Naval General Service Medal with Yangtze 1949 Clasp. (laughs) So. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah.
1: For him, he, like, got a little messed up and then landed on an all-you-can-eat buffet of rats. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then died. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. But but that's how I would want to go out. He did his service to his uh, fellow shipmates (laughs) and died. Uh, proudly serving. <laughs> uh,
1: we thank Simon for his service. Yeah, yeah. And that uh, brings us to the end here of this very, very enjoyable episode.
0: Yeah, we should just do this now. Just talk about cats. Ship cats. Ship cats. Yeah. Just yeah. do a new cat each episode, maybe. I mean, that it, sounds. It, it r- makes
1: me want to go home now to my cat. I don't yeah. want to be here anymore.
0: Yeah, let's leave. Okay. All right. All right. But well,
1: may your bones uh, bleach, bleach in these, these sands. sins. Also, thanks. The, oh, yeah. Uh, thanks thank, yeah. Th- Thanks. to uh, Paige Wesley for an, another amazing script with a maybe less than amazing intro line. Uh, <laughs> you can has uh, shame for yeah, that. Yeah. Um, and a cheeseburger if you want. Whatever. Uh, but <laughs> the show is edited by Kelly Reynolds and Nick Schwartz. Art by Stevie Jude. Um, General, I, I would say, uh, oh, uh, uh, show chaplain Patrick Brown mm-hmm. and uh, the show cats, yogurt, Wayland, Leica. From all of us we here, ship hits the fan. We yeah. salute Simon.
0: Ble- bleach your
1: bones. Get those bones bleaching, please. Bye.